I've had an opportunity over the last several days to revisit something that has been a struggle for me over the years, and that has been really feeling what I would refer to as tremendous amount, feeling a tremendous amount of disappointment in someone. And the story or why that is is not not really important at all because that's just the story. That's just the that's just what I'm telling myself in my head. That's just my thoughts about what has actually happened. And the reason why I am saying that and emphasizing that so much is because it took me many years to learn that there's nothing wrong with being disappointed in anyone. It's very, very human to do this. It is very, very normal to have situations in which we expect certain things from other people. And while I do realize that having expectations of other people sometimes is something that happens naturally because we're humans, the urge or the inclination or the notion to expect a certain level of behavior from someone or to expect certain behaviors is something that we normally do. These are normal thought processes that happen. These are normal habits of mind. It's really what I do with those thoughts, or in this case, don't do with them, that really can make the difference in the quality of my life. As a child, I am someone who was always very sensitive to the behavior of others. And when I felt like that there was a way that I was being treated, or if I was ignored, or if I was hurt in some way, I used to take that very, very seriously and still can if I'm not paying attention, if I'm not aware that I am starting to go down this road. Uh, I thought for a long time in my younger life that if there was just some way I could figure out how to make those feelings go away or to stuff them down or to divert myself in some way, that it would be better. And then after that didn't work, I found myself spending many years of my adult life isolating away from other people and really putting a shell around myself and protecting myself so that when that, what I refer to as that inevitable disappointment happened, that I was not subject to it, that somehow I was deluding myself into thinking that I could have it all. I could work with people on a daily basis. I could be dependent on other people in a healthy way. I could also, also the other side of the coin is I could have other people, you know, I could be inter, interdependent with other people. If they were depending on me in a healthy way, that was fine. But there again, I was always trying to protect myself. I didn't want to be too vulnerable. I didn't want to expect too much from people because I really didn't have faith in my ability to be able to cope with any sort of disappointment if things didn't go the way that I had hoped or the way that I had expected. And so, I, you know, it was almost, for me, interpersonal relationships were like a very awkward dance. I never really could get the steps quite right because I was either trying to be in denial about the way that I felt like I was being treated or if I was really deeply disappointed in someone for their behavior or lack of expected behavior. Or I would find myself, when I really wanted to be closer with someone and really have a deeper, more meaningful relationship, 
it was not possible because I didn't realize that I was so busy protecting myself. I was so busy with that identity of being the person that knew that they were going to be disappointed somehow, and so they were going to protect themselves. In this case, I was going to protect myself by just keeping the bar set really, really low. And what I've found over the years is neither one of those approaches has really been very healthy, nor has it been helpful at all. And at some point several years ago, I came to a fork in the road where I realized that the way I was living, the way that I was dealing with other people was really not fulfilling. And it got to a point where I felt like, why try? Why even do this? Why even, you know, why not just isolate myself away? And I really had done that. I didn't realize it. But, you know, without knowing, you know, unknowingly and without realizing it, I had developed a lifestyle Now, at the same time, I could clearly interact with people when I needed to. And there were times, especially for business-related reasons, that I needed to do that. But in terms of friendships and relationships, I had really gotten very isolated. And it's, it's amazing to me how you can find yourself there. You can wake up one day and realize that you have essentially chosen this for yourself, all the while thinking that you're trying to protect yourself and just make it to where you can deal and cope with life on a day-to-day or moment-to-moment basis. So I say all that to get back to what happened earlier this week. I had a situation in which I found myself very deeply disappointed in someone. And this was a work-related situation. And there again, the details don't really matter. But suffice it to say that that is one area of my life in which because of the type of work that I do, people, clients are looking to me and there's nothing special about this. It's a lot of people work this way and do this for a living. But when you are in the business of helping people to get where it is that they want to go, to help them meet the goals that they want to have. And after doing this for many years and learning the hard way and having made all of these mistakes myself, Knowing that it, you know, the, if, if 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 certain choices are made, or in some cases, if certain choices are not made, that it, things are not going to turn out well. And I had to sit back this week and helplessly. And I don't. There again, I want to be careful about the way I'm using the word helplessly. I'm not helpless. I clearly can be empowered, and that's really the point of I guess everything that I'm going to say from here on out is when I say helplessly watching. In other words, what I'm saying is is that I could not control their choices. I tried to tell them what was best. I have helped them plan to be able to take the steps that are necessary to have the best possible outcome, but I can't control their behavior, nor can I control anyone else's. And 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 I think that is most likely as obvious to everyone, if not almost everyone that I can't do that. There's no way that I can. And I, and I played that game before too, trying not in an evil sort of way, but trying to control what people do because somehow I think I know what's best. In this case, I don't, there again, I want to be very careful. I don't want to get so wrapped up in thinking that I know what's best, that I'm the only one that has the right answer. It's not that. It's just that when I am helping people, All I'm really trying to do is do my best to be able to take the experiences that I've had and what I've learned and give them my opinion, 
Not that I expect them to always do it, but I also realize that if I sit back because I can't control what they do or don't do, and I am basically helping them help other people who have expectations of them, and when those expectations don't get met, and I watch them lose opportunities, it is very, very painful. And it's, it was incredibly frustrating. I found myself at times over the past week feeling very, very helpless. And there again, not buying into the helplessness, not identifying as a helpless. I'm not as a helpless person. I'm not a victim. I'm just a person who it's very painful to watch someone make choices or handle things in a way or not handle things in a way that ultimately causes them difficulty. And basically where they end up not meeting the goals that they are that they have chosen not that I have chosen for them so with deep disappointment what do you really do with that and I've had people ask me that before because what really ends up happening is and this is where mindfulness practice has really helped and I found myself there this week essentially what ends up happening is if I'm disappointed in someone else and I'm feeling those feelings. But even more importantly, I'm thinking those thoughts. And I think disappointment is something that, at least in my own experiences, the more that I can see disappointment as not a feeling. I realize there are emotions going on in my body and in my mind. Uh, I could try to label those, but I don't really know if label, labeling them really makes a difference or helps. I, all I know is is that if I get still enough, if I pay attention to what my mind is doing, it also allows me to be able to pay more attention to what my body is doing. If I'm reacting in a certain way, how am I doing that? And I think that's where I really have to be careful to, uh, to be paying attention to that because it's one thing to think that I feel disappointed But it's quite another thing to realize that I'm thinking thoughts of a person who is disappointed. And by making that distinction, I found it really, really helpful for me because as soon as I can realize, and I've had people question me before and say, I'm feeling really disappointed in someone. They have really hurt me. And I, and I, and I have been that person too. I've been in that position as well. And I'm, I don't want to invalidate the hurt and the pain that anyone is feeling because I felt that this week. There was definitely a feeling of pain. It is, it is painful to watch people do things that are counter to their interests. And there's really two sides of it, and this is to, take, to go a little deeper with this, in that it is painful to watch people make choices that aren't serving them very well, but then no matter how much, sometimes I don't want to look at this situation holistically, There is also the part of this that I have some sort of a stake in this. I have to really be paying attention to the thoughts that I'm having because some of those thoughts or a lot of those thoughts and maybe even all of them come from ego. That they come from me needing somehow to have this identity as the person that needs them to hear me. I need them to hear what I'm saying. I need them to heed the words that I am saying to them. And I need them to, you know, to be able to respond accordingly because they are essentially wanting me to help them. And I can't help them unless they listen to what it is that I'm saying. 
And I kind of say this kind of lightly, almost kind of laughing a little bit, because I know that I ultimately can take this to a point of being really of being ridiculous. And I found myself there earlier this week. You know, it's, it's tragically comical in that I can essentially get so wrapped up in the ego, the identity of being the person that needs someone to hear me and to heed what it is that I am suggesting that they do. And when they don't do it, I got found myself for a while getting very wrapped up in, in feelings and thoughts of being ignored. And then all of a sudden, the questions in, or the dialogue in my head, you know, why aren't they listening to me? Why don't they hear me? Do they not respect me anymore? Do they not trust me anymore? You know, why is it that what I'm saying is falling on deaf ears? Do they not really care what I have to say anymore? It's amazing because all of these questions really are just a form of thought. They're just speculation about what I think they're thinking, what I think that they feel, how I think that they feel about me. And before I know it, I'm expending all kinds of time and energy speculating whether, you know, do these people take me seriously anymore? Do they really honestly even think I know what I'm doing? And then pretty soon what I don't realize is, and I realize I'm just sort of building on this because that's really what happened this week. If When I was not paying attention to my mind or when I was, and I, wa- and I, and I wasn't willing to just let these things and just sit with them and let them do what they're going to do when I decided that I needed to kind of pick the ball up and run a little bit, so to speak, or take on this identity. And I did do that at different times. And then I would catch myself. And that's the thing about mindfulness practice is the more we sit still paying attention to our minds, to the thoughts that are going through our minds, the more we can get to a place where when we are struggling, when things are difficult, right in the middle of life as it's happening, when we're in the middle of the storm, we can actually be a witness to the thoughts that we're having. We can get some perspective because we have trained ourselves or practiced doing this. And now we have the ability to do it more effectively, even when we're not really consciously trying to do it because it's become a habit. And when times get tough, if we have a greater likelihood of being able to be more of a witness to our own thoughts, I think we've got a much better chance of not getting swept away by them and believing everything that we're telling ourselves about how we're feeling. So this one this week was really complicated because there were multiple layers of this. There you know, clearly was the disappointment of, of someone not really hearing me and not really doing what's best for themselves, putting themselves in jeopardy. Not, and when I say jeopardy, I'm not saying that it threatened their entire work situation or their business, but it was certainly not going to help them meet the goals and objectives that they had set out for themselves. Not that I had chosen for them, but that they had chosen for themselves. And when I saw that that wasn't happening, there was that additional layer of choosing to take seriously the thoughts and reactions I was having. I was clearly reacting to not being heard. I was clearly reacting to not feeling like what I had to say when I'm looking out for their best interest that I wasn't being valued in some way. And so there was a tendency at different times if I was not on, you know, on the ball, so to speak, if I was not paying attention, I was essentially 
going down the rabbit hole of feeling like a victim, feeling ignored, feeling not valued, feeling not listened to, not feeling important, and even not feeling like part of the team. Just literally, you know, going there in my head and believing these things. And pretty soon, that's my identity. I'm the guy that's not really being valued. I'm not really part of the team. People don't really care what I have to say anymore. And all of that really, at the end of the day, is silliness because I can only speculate to its truth. I don't really know. And there again, even if I did know, I don't know really what good it would do for me to have those answers. Because if I'm going to just use that information to beat myself up emotionally and make myself feel less valued and less important... What is really the point of knowing the answer to these things when instead I can just accept the fact that all I can really do is, is be me, who I really am, not be afraid to be vulnerable. And I realize when I'm in the business of helping people meet the goals and objectives that they have, that I'm, I have to be able to be vulnerable. I have to be okay with that. They may not listen to me. If I have friends and they ask my advice about something or ask my opinion... They may not listen to what I have to say, and it really shouldn't matter whether they do or not. All I really should be able to be able to be okay with, to be able to do, is to just communicate with people. If they ask me a question, I can answer it, but I don't have to have an emotional stake in it. I can care about them. I can be there for people, but I don't have to get wrapped up in it, and I don't have to... It does not have to be about me. It's not nearly about me as much as I, as I sometimes can delude myself into thinking that it is. And the more that I don't pay attention, the more that I'm not a witness to my own thoughts, the more that I can very easily, because it's human, it's very normal to do it, to get very self-absorbed and for this to really be more about me than it really is. And in this case, in this particular case, I was making it a lot harder on myself because I was busy being the person that was disappointed. I had expectations. And in this case, even though they were, you know, this wasn't really about me, it became about me because I wasn't paying attention because I really wasn't being honest with myself about where I was with this. I was believing all of my thoughts. I was indulging in them, feeling sorry for myself, feeling like a victim, feeling not valued, not being paid attention to not being heard that that's that's ultimately who I became in those moments I didn't have to be but it's what I essentially chose for myself even though I knew better and I don't want to beat myself up for that I don't want to judge myself for that what I really want to do is just learn from it and next time that there is a temptation or the opportunity for me to get wrapped up in this like in this particular way or maybe it's something that's different but essentially it's the same dynamic that if I'm not careful, if I'm not paying attention, my expectations for others, my needs from, you know, from others in terms of being validated in some way. And it's all human. It's, this is all normal. This is all the stuff of being human, but it's one thing to have these inclinations and these notions. It's another thing for me to believe it and identify with it and then act on it and react to what people are doing based on the way that I'm identifying with this. All I really have to do is let go of it. I just simply cannot, I just can choose to not take it seriously. 
And I found that the more that I've practiced mindfulness, the easier that it has gotten to be, as my teacher has always referred to, as nobody special at all. And it's not saying that I'm not important or that I don't matter, but when he talks about not being anyone special at all, what what he's really saying is that if I can not have such an, if I cannot take my identities quite so seriously, I still can matter to people. I can matter to myself. I still have value. I can just be a being that is in the moment with people. And it doesn't matter so much about who I think that I am or who they think I am or who I think they think I am. It's just that I can just, I'm a being, I'm being with people. And I realize I don't want to take that to its furthest extreme where I go out into the world and, you know, unguarded, completely unguarded and just, you know, let people do whatever they're going to do and not look out for my own interests. But I think the key here is to find that balance in that I do want to be empowered. I do want to take responsibility. I do want to be responsible for my work in this world and the work that I'm supposed to do, the people that I'm supposed to take care of and and ultimately fulfilling what it is that I'm supposed to do while I'm here. But at the same time, I don't have to necessarily go blindly out into the world and just let people do what they will. But at the same time, though, what I can do is I can trust a little more. I can actually, I can trust myself to be empowered. I can trust myself to be responsible, but I can also do it more loosely. I don't have to hold on quite so tightly. And if I can do that, I might literally save myself a lot of time and energy wasted being disappointed in people. And when I say that, I'm not saying that it's wrong to be disappointed in people. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just what we do to ourselves when we we begin to identify as the person who is disappointed in someone else or in multiple people. It's it's really what we it's the identity that we take on. It's the ego's role that when we let it drive everything, that's where it really ends up getting ugly and where things get really sticky. That if I can just let go and realize, yes, there are times where people are going to disappoint me. They are going to hurt me. Intentionally or unintentionally, it's, it's probably going to be a mixture of both. But it's really, what do I do with that? What do I choose to do with that? And the more that I focus on working on myself, practicing mindfulness, continuing to return back to center. And what I mean by that is essentially that if I find myself getting carried away with thoughts, I just simply remember again. It's like, oh, okay, there I go again. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to go, you know, down this path of believing all of this and identifying with it and thinking. And it really, that's what ends up happening at a deeper level when we get carried away or swept away by something emotionally. What's really happening is I've heard this referred to before as a thought attack. We literally just start thinking obsessively. And it's amazing how far and how deep we can get into this if we're not careful. And there's really, it doesn't serve anything other than to cause suffering for us and ultimately for others that we are are living our lives with and being of service to and having relationships with. And the more that I can remember that it's, you know, I can cope more effectively. The only way for me to do that is for me to be more mindful. I can't just choose to cope. I tried that for many years. I tried to cope better. I tried to be a person who could cope more effectively. 
but it wasn't until I started being more mindful, until I started paying more attention to what was going on in my head, between my ears, the thoughts, the reactions, the speculation, all of the needless questioning and, and, and wondering and believing all of the thoughts, all of the things that I had convinced myself were true. And a lot of it, you know, some of it may have been, but a lot of it wasn't. And I don't know really what good it did me to get all wrapped up in believing things so much and identifying with those beliefs so much that I can just actually let go of that, let those thoughts and those inclinations and notions to do it pass and just breathe in and out and live my life in the best way that I can and just be of service to people and continue to work on myself, returning back to center and not not trying to rehearse it, not trying to choreograph it, as they say, but just letting life happen because it's going to anyway. And I'm much better off if I am, you know, going into it a little more loosely, not blindly trusting, but at the same time having faith that I can do this moment, you know, after moment, day in and day out. I'm much more likely to be able to cope because there has to be some, for me anyway, there has to be some sort of practice to continue to return to and one that I know actually works and helps me in the moment be the best person that I can be.